I'm a big fan of um, actually making some inroads on reducing our demand or reducing our focus on uh, petroleum energy. And uh, the reason why I am a big fan of that, in particular to all of the things that, um, that, that people have been doing in terms of switching to solar panels and things like that, is probably not exactly the same reason that everybody else is. Um, and I want to talk about that. So, if you don't know me, I am Professor Dave Mastak. I'm an associate professor of innovation, strategy, and entrepreneurship, and I create this whole reciprocity project to give back as much as I possibly can. There's so many people to help me out that I want to pay the favor for it to help you out as much as I possibly can. You know, the biggest reason that people focus on, um, you know, switching to a different energy source, and mainly from petroleum sources, is uh, climate change. And that is a really, really big issue. And it is really scary um, if we don't do something about it. Virtually, the evidence is concrete at this point. It's almost like a law at this point. Um, if you look at it, it's pretty staggering in terms of the evidence of, you know, um, CO2 emissions that are caused from industrial production, which they can track, by the way, and separate CO2 from um, sort of regular CO2 from, from, you know, industrial production CO2 in terms of carbon dating um, or looking at the, you know, radioactivity of carbon. And, you know, if you look at stuff like that and you look at the sort of trends, um, if it wasn't, if it didn't lead to, um, you know, CO2 emissions or carbon in the air didn't lead to climate change, and, you know, that's, that's the variable, right? Is that we're just putting a bunch of carbon in the air. It still is spectacularly awful um, in terms of that carbon that's being produced in the air. And it's bound to lead to other things that are unintended. That, um, you know, that we have to be aware of. But, but ultimately, you know, so, so the... the uh, climate change thing is very much a, a real phenomenon. If you just look at, you know, temperatures and changes in temperatures and all that kind of stuff, we're hitting historic lows or historic highs and lows um, repeatedly year out, year in and year out in almost every uh, geographic region. Um, all of these kind of things, you know, we do have an impact on our environment, right? We live in a fishbowl. The, the world is a fishbowl, and we do have an impact on it. There's only so much that you can keep putting out before you make a difference um, with what's going on, right? And basically, we're reaching the limits based on the technology that we actually have available of um, you know, population limit limits based on the technology that we have available. Um, and, and, you know, that's going to continue on until we start making some changes with that and reducing carbon emissions by switching uh, from a different alternative or to a different energy source. And, you know, if you look at history, we've switched to energy sources many times, um, you know, from 
uh, basically like human energy where we didn't have a fire then to, to, you know, using fire and then to using, you know, like we're using wood fire, I guess, you know, using things like, um, the ocean, um, you know, waterfalls and, and then, you know, con- uh, coal, uh, and, and then to the last one using more, um, you know, petroleum energy sources. And the reason why we use those sources is because they're cheap, e- cheap and easy to access, right? Originally, that was the reason. It was like, um, petroleum is, is messy and dirty and nobody wants that on their land, so let's burn it. And um, that is actually the reason why I actually think we need to switch is because we as human beings are terrible at understanding our environment. Um, And here we are, we've got this source of material, this sort of elemental source that is millions of years old. And we're virtually just consuming it and turning it into something that we'll never get back. So if we ever think in 100 years from now, 200 years from now, 300 years from now, of an alternative way to use this valuable source of, of, of material that we have, petroleum, and we think of a new way and a new use of it that, I don't know, um, makes us all fundamentally better off, turns us much more happier, um, you know, just, just completely changes everything. We do not have access to that. And it will look incredibly short short-sighted in 30 and 300 years from now. Now, on the other side, you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, that doesn't solve the climate change problem. And that is true. Um, but what I bet on is human ingenuity, right? So eventually, you know, the, the Earth, and it's not, they say, a very short uh, period of time, I don't know what the prediction is, but a couple hundred years, um, all water on Earth is supposed to hit a boiling point. We sort of don't do anything. And, you know, I fundamentally believe that um, it will get hotter and hotter and hotter. And so there will reach a point that things will just become so terrible that all energy, all resources are going to be devoted to solving this particular problem. And it's actually going to become um, economically prosperous for anybody to solve this particular problem beyond the sort of switch from energy, right? So pulling carbon out of the air, for example. Um, You know, doing things that mitigate uh, pollution that goes into the air. All of those things are going to become fairly profitable. Uh, as as we start recognizing this particular problem. And, you know, they already are, right? Um, this is actually transforming. People are starting to recognize that this is a profitable industry to get into. And so they're going to get into it, right? Because, um, so Walmart doesn't want to be, a, a, you know, a large polluter because they know that their customers will recognize that, or at least a significant portion of their customers will recognize that, and they'll want to pay for pollution reduction. Um, You know, it's the same thing as, like, uh, cosmetics companies 
not wanting to show that they actually test on animals. It's not, there's still, you know, there's, there's definitely cosmetic companies that probably do that, test on animals, but not a lot at this moment because there's such a demand for um, not doing that, right? That's exactly what's going to start happening. Um, and, and, you know, we see that over time, right? It's a gradual process. It's not something where it happens overnight and all of a sudden everybody decides that, but it's a gradual process. We're already seeing that. Um, you know, localized areas uh, in, in particular. So this this sort of pollution mitigation is definitely going to get better. But then as well is that there's, there's creative people, really smart people that are going to pull all this pollution out of the air. And now, you know, I'm not just saying that. There are people that are doing that. And there'll be more and more people that are doing that as we sort of move on. Um, you know... Are they doing it quick enough? I don't think so. But the, it's it's still an issue, right? Or it's still being dealt with. But the, the cri- critical issue that nobody's talking about is the fact that this is a resource that we're virtually just burning up and turning into something that is not possible to use, reuse in the future. And I think about a lot of things like that. Um, you know, we consume resources on this earth that are just virtually you can't get them back again right um different rocks and elements and think about like that is it's 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 actually pretty um alarming the rate that we're actually consuming these particular resources that um that that we will never get back because it's hard to get those back you can't put a granite rock back together again once you cut into it or you mine all of a particular source. So we have to be cognizant of that. And I think that's the critical issue in my view is that we're depleting a resource that we'll never ever get back. And it will be, you know, if we want to get it back, it will be extremely difficult to actually get that back. And then what if the, in the petroleum that we're mining, because all of this is really done in a very crude and um, a very crude way, right? They're just virtually just scooping this stuff up in great big trucks or pumping it out of the oil, uh, out of the ground. And it's very crude. What if there was something in there that um, was 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 a very valuable mineral that we will never get back because they're going through this and, and sifting through it in such a crude fashion. So I just want us all to sort of think about that as energy consumption. It's far easier to move away um, or it's, it's, it's less consuming of these valuable resources if we simply just switch to something like solar panels um, or solar energy, as well as all of the renewable energies that are there, like wind energy. So, um, you know, this is this is something that we have to think about and really start sort of pushing towards. Um, and it's a it's a difficult problem because it's a diffused problem, right? We don't necessarily know, or none of us are sort of turning that switch on. Um, 
you know, the, the, the energy consumption and where it's coming from. Yes, you could put solar panels on, but they're terribly expensive, even with rebates and all of those kind of things in your various different countries. Um, they're still very expensive. And so it's not an easy solution, but we have to have this open conversation and start recognizing, um, you know, political actors that actually do worry about that and do think about it. So with that, that's all I wanted to say. Um, take care and have a wonderful day. Bye.